Salutations. Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter-Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from a massive, dingy bathroom discussing the 2004 horror film, Saw. The film was written by Lee Winnell and directed by James Wan in their screenwriting and feature directorial debuts. On a modest budget, the pair created a contained and thrilling horror film that would gain incredible financial success and inspire more than a few imitators. Despite critics unfairly labeling it as torture porn, the film eventually expanded into one of the longest-running franchises in horror and cemented the iconic status of its inventive antagonist, Jigsaw. This film was suggested to us by friend of the show Daniel Wemiz, who runs Gory Bits' YouTube channel, which is definitely worth checking out. He's been incredibly supportive of our show for a very long time now, and we sincerely appreciate it. Thanks again for the suggestion, Daniel. So, Saw. What were your first impressions on the film? The first time I saw it, I remember being completely blown away yeah, by the ending. And we watched it together. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you remember. No, I of course I remember it. Okay. Um, and both of us being like, oh, shit, at the I end. I just remember sitting in front of a very tiny TV yep. in your room yep. and our minds being blown. If I'm not mistaken, it was we watched it on a Netflix DVD back when they used Dude, to nail yes, them in. I think you're right. But that's that's my memory of it and no, just being I was, blown away. I was like, that was the craziest shit ever. <laughs> like, I was, I was very impressed. I was completely blown away by it. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember when I watched this the first time. I know I don't hate the movie. Well, that's good. But <laughs> for a change. What, yeah. uh, um, from what I remember and then watching it for the show, mm-hmm. it's 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 not bad. It's a good movie. I liked it. I had, you know, there's stuff in there. but I'm sure, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's really like raw and right, you can yeah. kind of tell. I mean, I read that they filmed it in 18 days. That, yeah, and that's yeah. incredible. It's, it's insane. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I mean, when it's done like that, like you're you're going to see some there's going to be some rough edges. But that kind of almost adds to the charm of it Mm -hmm. for me. And it's such a strong debut feature. Oh, definitely. I read about how the film even came to be. And it's kind of one of the more inspiring stories I've ever heard in regards to horror filmmaking. Basically, James Wan and Lee Winnell met in film school. And then after film school, they kind of felt aimless Mm -hmm. and they watched the Blair Witch Project together (laughs) and they kind of got inspired of this idea of having this low budget horror film and they started kicking around ideas and James Wan was like, what if there is a guy on one end of a room, another guy on another end of a room, a dead body in the middle? And Lee Winnell was like, all right. (laughs) I read in Bloody Disgusting, he didn't, he's like, I didn't give James the reaction he wanted. (laughs) But he says that he remembers picking up his journal and writing the word saw. And that's it. That's how it got its title. And then from then on, they wrote this thing. They actually optioned the screenplay in Australia. And then they had a contract signed for a year. And then after that year passed, they didn't make the film, the company. And so the rights reverted back to them. And they're like, well, we got to try to sell this thing again. Right. So their agent's like, why don't you go to Hollywood? And they're like, okay, you know, it's crazy. Twist my arm. Yeah. So they go and then meet with some producers. They film one scene out of the script and then they send that in with the script to kind of be like, this is what we're thinking. Within one week of that production company watching that video, they bought the script. That's crazy. And they were so confident in it that the company formed a horror production arm of their own company oh, wow that's where twisted pictures came wow. from was on the back of saw and the strength of that short 
the interesting thing though is that many other studios were interested in Saw, but they wouldn't commit to James Wan directing it or Lee Winnell starring in it. Mm. And that was their deal. They're like, period. This is what has to happen or else we're not going to make it. They're like, we don't like these guys. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why they would do that. But it's just inspiring because they stuck to their guns. Yeah. They came to the United States Mm -hmm. from Australia made the film that they wanted to make, and then it not Uh only changed the horror genre at the time, it skyrocketed them towards their careers that they have today, which are incredible. So, I mean, it's really inspiring as somebody who fashions himself as somewhat creative. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing story. Yeah. I had read that when they were trying to come up with you know the ideas they had kicked around astral projection really yeah Hmm. yeah which obviously is interesting they went on to do insidious Mm -hmm. and uh they had toyed with making the whole movie take place in an elevator Ah. because like you said they had wanted to do just one room yeah and we were gonna watch the movie through the security camera in the elevator hey which gives it very low budget because that was gonna be the killer's point of view but the warehouse that ended up being that bathroom was cheaper (laughs) so so they ended up doing that and another interesting thing that i kind of think speaks to the unorthodox way that this was all put together Mm -hmm. i read i think on what culture that there was no rehearsals (laughs) a lot of the rehearsals like ended up in the film yes Just do it. I right. mean, act. we got 18 like, days. Just fucking do it. And like Danny Glover and Shawnee Smith, they each did their scenes in one day. Like it, they eight, were 18 days. They, were they don't in have and a lot out. of no. time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And right, uh, get out next. And I do really think as well that the torture porn label that this film is given is very unfair. Yeah. There is for as much of a reputation as this film has, there is not that much gore. There's really not. But I did read that it, had an NC-17 rating. And so there are a couple pieces that had to be cut. I mean, stuff that we still see, but Mm -hmm. it was longer versions of that that got cut out. And I'll point them out when we get there. But also they made them change the fluorescent lighting in the bathroom. The lighting, they said, was part of the reason that they got an NC-17 rating. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't... I don't Who is in charge of these <laughs> I don't stupid decisions? And something else about the sound, the sound effects or the music or something they didn't care for. Mm, too crunchy. So, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. That's really dumb. But we'll get into it. Yes. <laughs> now, before we place this film in an elaborate trap, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's play a game. So before we begin, I just want to put out a quick disclaimer. We're going to be speaking about this film within the context of this film. Right. I know a lot of things get retconned or explained further later in the series. Things get a little Pepe Sylvia (laughs) (laughs) towards the later films, so... Keep that in mind as we discuss. If we're speculating on things, it's within the context of Saw. (laughs) Saw proper. Yes. Saw one. Saw the first. So the film opens underwater. We see a small light attached to a chain floating around the sleeping face of Adam Stanhite, played by screenwriter Lee Winnell. We see the title Saw on screen just before Adam wakes up. He lurches up from the water, and it's revealed he's in a bathtub. In waking up, he opens the drain in the bathtub and we see that light on the chain get sucked down the drain. Obviously, keep this in mind because it's going to be important later. Yes. And we can't explain why. (laughs) (laughs) 
Also, according to IMDb, I saw that Lee Winnell did his own stunt for this bathtub scene, mm-hmm. and he had a crew member stand on his chest to keep him underwater. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's my a bit god! Much. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I can't commit. There's got to be a like better that. way to do that, right? No, uh, dude. <laughs> they didn't have any money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can't get a brick. <laughs> but it's out of budget. <laughs> Adam falls out of the tub only to realize that his left leg is heavily chained to a pipe in the corner of a very dark room. He shouts for help and then he muses to himself that he might be dead, only for a voice at the other end of the room to tell him that he isn't. Adam asks a bunch of questions that we'd all ask. Who's this guy? Where am I? What are we doing here? Eventually, the other man finds the light switch and turns it on and it blinds Adam for a moment. This reminded me, it made me think of when we would watch movies in class and the teacher would not <laughs> warn us and turn on the, yeah. I just want to interject that I think this opening is really cool and effective at making us confused and like almost disoriented off yeah. the rip. You're like, what the hell is happening yeah. right now? Well, you kind of just get thrown right into the action. Yeah, like there's cool. no, yeah. But as the lights turn on row by row, we see that they're in a large, filthy, industrial-looking bathroom. Disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty dirty. Yeah. I don't know why a bathroom would ever need to be that big <laughs> and have yeah. one toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and a tub. And a tub. I was <laughs> I very know. confused. But across the room, we see the other man, Dr. Lawrence Gordon, played by Carrie Elwes. Lawrence, I hope, has seen better days because he looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He's all sweaty. He's also chained to a pipe at the other side of the room. The camera pulls away from Adam to transition into a spinning overhead shot to reveal a dead man lying in a pool of blood with a massive head wound in the center of the room. Mm -hmm. The man is holding a gun in one hand and a tape recorder in the other. Oddly, it looks like the dude's just wearing a shirt and boxer briefs. It does. Yeah. I hope that on the tape recorder, it's like, note to self, buy pants. (laughs) It just raises further questions, honestly. As if it wasn't enough. Yeah. But one thing that's interesting here is that there's a lot of really cool camera movements in the film, Mm -hmm. and it really lays the groundwork kind of stylistically for what the Saw series is going to be like. Right. It's interesting to see as the films go on how much they really kind of stuck to James Wan's style. Which they should. Yeah. I mean, to be fair. They do a lot of weird shit later on. There's one film that has like some really strange transitions, but for the most part, (laughs) they try to stay close to the original. But after seeing the corpse, Adam vomits in the corner. <laughs> Understandable. Under- yeah, I mean, yeah. what else are you going to do? I do appreciate them not showing the vomit. Yes. I had an argument with a friend of mine. I said, look, we've progressed past ever having to see puke on film again, <laughs> right? Like, there's no reason. I've never seen a scene where someone throws up. and I'm like, oh, man, gl- I'm glad they showed that. I hate it. Never. I hate it so much. So I appreciate them just doing the retching noises. But Adam drops down to the floor and he's screaming for help as he's trying to rip the shackle from his ankle and break the chain from the pipe. Lawrence tells him that no one can hear him and he asks Adam his name. Adam doesn't give it. But Lawrence introduces himself and asks if Adam recognizes the dead guy in the middle of the room, which Adam says he doesn't. They try to piece together the events that led them both here, but Adam says he doesn't remember anything. He actually says he went to bed in his shithole apartment and woke up in an actual (laughs) shithole. It's a real good line. I like that a lot. It was funny to me that when Lawrence introduces himself, he says, I'm Lawrence Gordon. I'm a doctor. And it's like, I don't, it reminded me of I'm, I'm Jack Kelly. I'm a lawyer. I'm like, it's not. And then later on or in right now, actually, he's like, what are you, a surgeon? 
Yeah. yeah. I, feel, well, I just feel like it would have been more effective <laughs> if he just introduced himself and then Adam's like, what are you, a doctor? And he's like, actually, yes. Yeah. Like, Why didn't he say, I'm Dr. Lawrence Gordon? <laughs> oh, yeah, he could have <laughs> like, said that nothing. too. Came <laughs> off really weird to me. There's, there's some, yeah. <laughs> but Lawrence says that he remembers being on his way home from work, but nothing after that. Adam remarks that this is the first dead body he's ever seen, but then he hops to his feet, lifting up his shirt and asking Lawrence if he sees any scars in his body because he thinks that his kidney might be taken. (laughs) And he says they sell them on eBay, which I'm like, there's got to be user guidelines against. (laughs) The dark web, I mean, it's 2004, so I can't, you know. But Lawrence tells him that isn't possible, and that's when he's like, what are you, a surgeon? He's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So you don't got to be a dick about it. But Adam finally tells him his name, and Lawrence tells him that they basically need to work together to figure out why they're even here. He says whoever put them here could have killed them, but didn't, and they need to find out why. Which honestly would be scarier. Yeah. yeah. Like I'd much rather be killed than kept. Yeah. Like, no contest. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't get any ideas, anybody. <laughs> but... Lawrence notices a clock hanging on the wall. The clock is brand new, which is yes. very odd. It stands it's out from shy. the crime. Yeah. And that's what Lawrence notices. He says that somebody must want them to know what time it is since it is so new. And then he turns around to try to reach for the door, which I guess he's trying to see if it's open. He's like, maybe we can get out of here easier <laughs> yeah. than I thought. But while his back is turned, Adam checks his pockets and finds an envelope with his name written on it inside of a Ziploc bag. I don't know if it's Ziploc. That's We're not sponsored by <laughs> <Yeah>. Ziploc. <laughs> But he opens up the Ziploc bag and finds a micro cassette, the best bags, a micro cassette tape with the word play me written on it. After seeing this, Lawrence reaches into his pocket to find the same thing. Only when he opens his envelope, he finds not only a tape, but also a bullet and a key. Yeah. I'd be like, why does Lawrence get all the good shit? Yeah. Like all I, I, all I get. Is I got the- a rock. Yeah. <laughs> I get chained up in a dungeon and all I got was this measly t-shirt. Like all I get is a cassette. It's a shame. I'd be jealous. <laughs> but he immediately drops to the ground to try the key on his locks, and it doesn't work at all. It's not going to be that easy, Lawrence. Uh, yeah. Adam on the other side is like, hey, give me a slice. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence almost reluctantly tosses him the key, but he throws it overhanded. Yeah. Fuck him for that. Yeah. That is unacceptable. Yeah. You well, never... he's like, I don't want this fucking dude to get out. If it doesn't <laughs> work on me. Maybe it'll go into the bathtub. <laughs> like, you never throw anything important well, overhanded. And now he gave that key up a little too easy. I don't you think know. so? I don't know if I would have uh, been that... Done. I don't know. Well, maybe this key might be <laughs> what important. What do I get out of well, it? Well, like, I got nothing in my <laughs> Like it's, it's not going to fit yours if it doesn't I fit got mine. The, that's true. Yeah, I got don't the Ziploc. Yeah. <laughs> the best. Adam does try the key on his locks, but it doesn't work for him either. Then he eyes the tape recorder in the dead guy's hand again. The two men take another look at their tapes before Adam tries to reach for the tape recorder on the ground. He's at least eight feet away from it, but he, he's giving it the old college yeah. try. He is. <laughs> no way you're reaching this thing, but he he's is. like. Ah. But Lauren suggests that he uses his overshirt to close the distance and latch onto the tape recorder. So he does. When it doesn't work, he ties the drain stopper from the bathtub to the sleeve of the shirt. And with Lauren's weekly cheering him on, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you can do the it. The worst uh, cheerleader yeah. in the world. Like, you weren't. You're a doctor, but you're not. But he does hit this one in a million shot, getting that drain stopper caught in the wrist strap of the tape recorder and dragging it towards yeah, him. Yeah, I would have never thought of that. No, uh, no. not in a million no. years. That, that made me question, like, 
would the whole plan have fallen apart if they'd never figured out how to get that tape right. recorder? Yeah. Like, like they're just sitting they're there. Like, they don't know. They don't yeah, know anything. I guess we'll they don't die. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what are these tapes yeah. for? <laughs> anyway, Adam pops his tape inside and a deep gravelly voice starts to speak. The voice says Adam is probably wondering where he is and says that he might be in the room that he dies in. He then says Adam is a voyeur who watches others live out their lives, wondering what a voyeur sees when they look in the mirror. Then he calls Adam angry and apathetic, but mostly just pathetic. I'm like... No, I had to laugh because... This is the one clue that we get to find out what happened, and he spends the whole time just reading him for filth. Dude, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like why is my tape a diss track? <laughs> real, dude. I was like, damn. But the voice on the tape challenges him with, are you going to watch yourself die today or do something about it? The tape ends, and Adam says he doesn't understand. Well, what do you do with that? Well, there's nothing. There's no clue. I'm there's stuck no, here. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, basically, hey, you're probably surprised to be here, and you suck. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. My tape's done. Are you going to live or die? That's up to you. (laughs) He then bickers with Lawrence momentarily over whether he should throw him the player or Lawrence should throw him his tape. Lawrence reiterates that they need to work together before throwing Adam his tape. Which was the way to go. And he threw the tape overhanded. Yes. This (laughs) needs to stop. (laughs) But it is the right way to go about it. Why are you going to risk any... Adam's like, I'm not going to risk breaking Bre- it. Yeah. It's the only tape Obviously, recorder. Obviously, we're not good at throwing stuff to each other. No. So. <laughs> but Adam pops Lawrence's tape in, and the voice addresses him. He says, this is Dr. Gordon's wake-up call. He says that as a doctor, he's given the news to many patients that they're going to die, but today, he's going to be the cause of death. Which sounds like a pretty good wrestling promo for a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> But he gives Dr. Gordon his mission. He says, you need to kill Adam before that fancy new clock hits six o'clock. He doesn't say that, but. <laughs> well, it's like, God, way to kill the vibe in here. Yeah. Like any, any chance we were going to get to know yeah. each other. But we get a shot of the clock and we see that it's about 1035. So they've got some time to mull it over. They've got a lot mm-hmm. of time. That's eight hours. It's a work shift. Yeah. yeah. But the voice calls their attention to the dead man in the center of the room. He says, when there's that much poison in your blood, the only thing left to do is shoot yourself. Then he starts to cough, which he could have edited out. I mean, (laughs) what's one more take? Nobody said he had to do this in one take, but whatever, I guess. But he tells him that there are ways to win the game hidden all around them, but to remember that X marks the spot for treasure. But before Lawrence can get excited about gold doubloons or whatever, the voice tells him that if he doesn't kill Adam by six o'clock, then his wife, Allison, and their daughter, Diana, will die instead, and he'll leave him in this room to rot, to rot. (laughs) Then he says, let the game begin, ending the tape. Now, not for nothing, but it's clear that a lot more effort was put into Dr. Gordon's (laughs) tape. No, I would be offended. I really would be. He really just talked some shit. That's all he did. Was, You're a fucking loser. And then anyway. to Dr. Gordon, you should kill that fucking loser. <laughs> Gee, thanks. I would cool. be like, do you know this yeah. guy? Awesome. Lawrence asks for the tape recorder and Adam tosses it over without hesitation. Underhanded, mind you. <laughs> so my new favorite character. Lawrence rewinds the tape to hear the ending again. I got to just, if I if I may. Okay. Uh, one of my pet peeves in movies is when they're rewinding video, uh, tape, whatever, and uh-huh. it goes to the fucking exact spot that they were yeah. trying to listen to. I've never done that in my entire it's life. It's impossible. I don't think it is possible. <laughs> uh, but Dr. Gordon nails it he on does, the first try. He does. You know, he saw that medical training. I, I don't guess. know. There's something. He was surgical about it. <laughs> but Adam speculates while Lawrence listens closely. At the end of the tape, the voice whispers, follow your heart. 
They look around the room for clues, and Lauren sees that there's a heart drawn on the toilet next to Adam. Adam, the absolute trooper that he is, immediately reaches inside the toilet, getting wrist deep in Duke. I would rather... Die? To rot. I would I would rather do that. You got me fucked. Like, well, I guess up. we're rotting. And also it's on the tank, right? The heart's the on writing, the tank yeah. of the toilet. Why would your first inclination be let me shove my whole arm in liquid shit? Is it jigsaw's shit? I don't Or is it like <laughs> That's a great question? Oh, no. Did he did he yeah. poop in there? I don't know. Ready? When he's setting this up, yeah, he's like, man, like this, Taco Bell this for took a month. longer than I expected. <laughs> For a month. I can't. But yeah, it's gross. Lawrence asks if he found anything and he's like, no solids. It's like, come on, man. But Lawrence then asks him to take off the lid, which again, like you Why said, is you where the heart first? is drawn. You think he was like, I bet I can get one of them to stick their hands in shit. <laughs> that piece of shit Adam is going to make him eat a shit sandwich. That'd, <laughs> That'd be, be fun. fun. <laughs> but inside he finds a black trash bag, probably a hefty. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Inside the bag are two hacksaws. First things first, though, I'm getting one of those hacksaws and I'm chopping off my hand because it will never be pure no. again. Oh, <laughs> my God. Ever. Well, and uh, his hand is clean <laughs> magically. What, later? What, well, right now later. when oh. he's opening the bag from when he put his hand in the shit. Oh. And then in the next scene, his hand is clean. So It was filmed in 18 days. Right, <laughs> It's a get out of jail for exactly. you. Exactly. I'm going to probably be saying that a lot, unfortunately. But Adam looks into the bag once more before carefully pulling the saws out, taking one of them and proceeding to go ham on his chains. Lawrence, with some extremely passive energy, asks Adam to toss him the other one. He's like, <laughs> yeah. um, could I have one of those? <laughs> I'll be like, I will toss you this, but you have to promise not to kill me with it. I heard, yeah, I heard tape. your tape. That wasn't a secret. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's right there. Right? Yeah. Right, kill him. I can hear like, you. I'm can right. you toss me that murder weapon? Yeah, please? how awkward for you. I heard all of that. <laughs> but Adam does. And when Lawrence's back is turned, Adam tosses the trash bag into the bathtub with a mildly shifty look in his eye. Yeah, mildly. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to be. It's silent film status looking <laughs> like, around. Yeah. yeah. The two men put the saws to work, but the chains are way too strong for them. Eventually, Adam saw breaks and he hurls it at the bathroom mirror. A piece of it breaks off and hits the ground. They both give up, with Lawrence realizing the point of the saws. They're not meant for the chains. They're meant for their feet. I'd be like, don't say that, Doc. I know. <laughs> Talk about killing the vibe. Yeah, I know. It wasn't The tapes weren't enough. Now I know. Gotta... Remember his saw. It's broken, right? Yeah. All right. Just remember that it's... Oh, my God. <laughs> 18 days. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> but it hits Lawrence that he might know who put them here. Adam asks who it is, and Lauren says the last he heard, the police still hadn't caught him, and the only reason he knows about it is because he was a suspect. Okay, I didn't think about this until right now, actually, but if Lawrence was familiar with Jigsaw's, you know, vibes, flavor, whatever <laughs> he's got going on, why wouldn't that be the very first thing that he thought once he woke up in this He room? wakes up, he's like, this is on some Jigsaw shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then tells Adam, but instead he's like, oh, wait, after the... Oh, like, I, I, I think I know what this and is. And he says it's he's like, not what? even sure, really. He's About, like, I think I might know. I mean, wouldn't well, you immediately... Wouldn't that's, immediately that be the first thing you thought? That's his way of like, let me tell you a story. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I might know. Sit down, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Pull up a, well, just sit there. <laughs> Pull up a toilet. 
But so begins the subplot with police investigations and whatnot. Honestly, every single time I watch this film, I forget how much of it is a police procedural. This film is as it, much no, of a horror is. film as it is like a mystery crime thriller. Mm-hmm. It's um very... While I was watching it, it made me think of Seven. See, and that's... I read about that. A lot of people compare this movie to Seven. I never thought it until... And I love Seven. Yeah. I, oh, the, yeah. I, I absolutely love that movie. But I never thought about it until we were watching it for the show. And I'm mm-hmm. like... While I will admit that there are some similarities, some people call it a straight ripoff, and I'm like, I would, I wouldn't that's call beyond it, the pale. I wouldn't call it a ripoff, but there's definitely some shades of Seven in this, I would say. I believe I read an interview with Lee Winnell that said that it wasn't intentional, but he understands the possibilities of being influenced by such a great film. By, it's, uh, you know, see, Fincher. That's fair. Don't, don't rob zombie yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Just he's like say, seven. Uh, he's like, what? You mean the number that comes after six? <laughs> I don't know what else. But in an interview with IGN, James Wan says the seven comparisons kind of bother him a little bit mm-hmm. because the movie was like a forty million dollar film. Seven was, and with their budget, they were under much stricter guidelines. You know. Oh, I'm and sure. So, like you said, you got this eighteen days thing. And they could only get one to two takes for each actor. He's like, Fincher could get fucking 30. (laughs) Whatever (laughs) he wanted. And he said that the good thing, though, is that the short shooting schedule did add to this gritty aesthetic. And originally, he wanted to shoot this like a Hitchcockian thriller. But he ends up basically creating this new style accidentally. But we then get a flashback. We see Detective David Tapp and Detective Stephen Singh, played by Danny Glover and Ken Leung, walking down into like a crime scene inside of a basement. Once down there, they walk up to a large cage of chain-linked fence. Behind the fence is a dead body caught up in a massive web of barbed wire. Detective Allison Carey, played by Dina Meyer, walks them through the crime scene and tells them what happened. The victim died of blood loss. He started at the back of the cage, moved through the barbed wire, cutting himself so deeply that they even found his stomach acid on the floor. Mm. Couple things. Okay. When they get there, she tells them that the body's three weeks old. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's odd that she can tell that just by looking. (laughs) And he's not rotting. There's no decomposition. At all. Also... How do you determine cause of death? Also, just by looking. Also, (laughs) how did they test his stomach acid on the floor when they haven't even moved the fucking body yet? It could have been piss. It could have been anything. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why they could have pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Jigsaw is really immature. Jigsaw's like, damn, I really gotta pee. It's taking way longer than I expected. (laughs) But it's like, none of that, she would not know literally, she wouldn't know any of that. But- Along with all of this pseudo, you know, magical police work, (laughs) they also find a tape recorder. They listen to the tape, and it's the same voice that showed up on Adam's and Lawrence's. The voice addresses the victim, saying that he attempted suicide and questions if it was because he actually wanted to die or if it was for attention. He then challenges the man, telling him that if he truly wants to live, he'll have to cut himself again, making his way through the barbed wire to the exit. But if he wants to die, all he has to do is stay put. Much like in Lawrence's case, there is a time limit. This time, the door that leads to his escape will lock, trapping him in there forever. Now, how does Jigsaw know this? Oh. (laughs) Is he just watching outside some dude's, like, house? I think that guy's trying to... (laughs) Oh, how does he know all their business? Yeah, I have the same question. Does he have, like, gossiping? It's like, you know (laughs) I heard. heard. He's Lord Varys. Yeah. (laughs) 
but Detective Carey says the man was only given two hours, and we see these incredibly tense and frantic shots of the man inside the cage screaming as he tries to make his way through the barbed wire, and we see the door slam shut as his time runs out. That's one of the scenes that had to be cut. For I, them to drop from an NC-17 rating. I can kind of understand I, why. I want to know how long they yeah. went with it. Cause yeah, well, it's funny because what they show is enough. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, man, I well, wanted to watch them struggle yeah. some more. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the stomach acid? <laughs> Crying. But Detective Tap raises his flashlight to the back of the victim, and he notices a jigsaw puzzle-shaped wound. They snap photos, and we get some cool crime scene photo yeah. insert shots. Sidebar, this was very interesting to me. In an interview with the AV Club, James Wan said a lot of these insert shots of photos and security footage and stuff that we'll see later on was all done out of necessity. When it came time for the edit of the film, he realized he didn't have enough footage to piece it all together. So he and the editor, who also went on to direct a couple of entries in the series, Uh put all this stuff together so that they could bridge the gaps between scenes in the film. And a lot of things that give Saw its style were just done out of necessity. It wasn't anything that was intentional. So these cool like things were just because they had to do them. They didn't have a choice. Hmm. Well, necessity is the mother of invention. Hey, that's fair. That's how it goes. That is fair. You never know how inventive you are until you have no fucking choice. (laughs) Truth. (laughs) Which I guess is, I guess, the very crude way of saying exactly what you just said. (laughs) But in present day... Lawrence tells Adam that the press began calling the man the Jigsaw Killer, although technically he isn't a murderer as he finds ways for his victims to kill themselves. Right. I disagree. I don't. I this mean, is not like, a Charles Manson a, I was situation. Say, I think it's a, a Charles Manson. Is he um, Is he the murderer? You know, there has to be. I mean, no, he's a, a murderer. This dude. Like Charles yeah. Manson's a murderer and Jigsaw's a murderer. I mean, they didn't put themselves in those. Exactly. Yeah. Like so he put them there. This Exa- yes. isn't a technicality. No. Yeah. If, I mean, if, if he's they like, die, I you placed a bomb them. in your mouth. It's like, well, <laughs> I guess he had a bomb in his mouth. <laughs> Cause of death, bomb in mouth. Accidental death. They ruled it that. Accidental death and suicide. I'm like, no, that's murder. Not at all. Again, I'm not a cop or nothing, but come on. But then we then see the three detectives back in the past at another crime scene. We see Tap looking very closely at the victim on the floor who has been badly burned. We hear another tape playing with Jigsaw confronting the man about his lies regarding an illness. He says he has pictures of him out and about, so he must not be that sick. It's like, God damn. (laughs) Literally insurance fraud. Yes, that's That's, it. This is what I get for insurance Is he working for the insurance company? Yeah, no shit. So we've got a new method. You're just a stalker, man. He's all trying to be righteous, and it's like, "Mm, you look just fine to me. (laughs) So ridiculous. But he says it's time to put the man's illness to (laughs) to the test. While the tape continues, we see shots of the man actually listening to the tape, the crime scene after the fact, and it's also interspersed with crime scene photos, so a lot is going on. Yes. Mm-hmm. On the tape, Jigsaw tells him that there's a slow-acting poison in his veins, and the antidote is in a safe that's inside the room. <laughs> he says, Jigsaw's access. This yeah. is like, I, what as, are you? As I was watching this, there just became more and more. It was a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat on this trap. So right now we've got slow acting poison. He needs to unlock a safe. But he says the combination to the safe is written on the walls, but the walls are absolutely Covered, filled yeah. with random numbers. To top it all off, the man is naked, 
with his body covered in a flammable <laughs> substance. There's a candle that the man has to use to, in order to see the numbers better, but Jigsaw tells him to be careful with it or else the people the man burned will have their revenge, basically. But the insult to injury here is there's also broken glass on the floor. <laughs> So I just see him planning this, and he's like, what else? What else? Yeah. Also, I'm going to put in a wolf. Yeah. yeah. And I gave you some Ipecac. I'm like, what the fuck? I just don't, I don't get it, but... The medicine also gives you diarrhea. It's like, <laughs> God damn. And let's keep in mind, he just did some insurance fraud. Yeah, no, that's, that's a it. bit much. Right? Uh, it's overkill. And um, this scene, though, you know, they speed him up, and they show him yes. kind of going yeah. back. You clearly see he's got shoes on. Like you can, if you look, you, his feet—they're <laughs> just—they're like shoes. speed it up, speed yeah, it up. <laughs> Nobody will notice. But he does, and he's trying to find that combination on this vast, yeah, fucking impossible wall of numbers. And eventually, we see the candle overtake him, and he gets burned alive. And we see the crime scene photo of his absolutely charred body. Yeah, Carrie says that she found two things. One. A hole in the wall that she says Jigsaw was probably watching the action from. That's Jigsaw's business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she also finds a pin light and taps like, well, fucking rush. Yeah. Yeah. Whose pin light is it? Get some prints off it. And she's like, on it, boss. It's like, you had to be told. I know. I figured you'd just want to look at it. Yeah, right. yeah isn't I it can... cool? Yeah. You can yeah, see I in the dark with just this like thing. That. <laughs> but in the next scene, still in the past, we're at the a hospital. A flashback and a flashback. Yes, it's, dude. <laughs> I want to make a hack Inception joke, but I won't. Yeah. But just know that it's... I didn't realize how many flashbacks were in this movie. No, it's, it's a lot. It's like 60% flashback. <laughs> but we're at the hospital with Lawrence, who is going over a patient's x-rays with the medical students. He explains that the patient has an inoperable tumor in his brain that began as colon cancer. He says the patient has come in for a checkup for them to monitor his declining condition. Just then... Zepp Hindel, an orderly played by Michael Emerson, pops in the room and says that the patient's name is John. We get a shot of John lying in bed. He's played by Tobin Bell. Remember this shot because something insane I want to talk about later. Okay. But Zepp says that he's a very interesting person and Lawrence is kind of patronizing about it. No, he is dismissive and like dickish it's he's like bad. yeah whatever <laughs> fuck off Zep. like he's well, like yeah. we, we don't need him get out of yeah. here that's <laughs> like that's me like, have a room to yeah, clean all right, go clean something <laughs> fuck out of here shut your mouth trash <laughs> but he does and it's very cruel it's mean <laughs> but he he's like our orderlies form bonds with our patients uh, back to the important shit <laughs> you know how commoners flock together <laughs> but before he can get back to that important shit he gets a page over the intercom we keep getting shots of one of the students, Carla, played by Alexandra Chun, and she seems noticeably more interested in what Lawrence is saying than the other students. She's not interested in what he's saying. What? what the- like, girl, calm down. <laughs> like, the thirst is real. I was going to say, the kids call it thirst, I believe. <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> but Lawrence heads to his office to find Tap and Sing waiting for him in there. They introduce themselves and they ask where he was the night before. Lawrence seems oddly cagey about it for someone who is innocent. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, well, why do you want to know? Well, innocent of this. Yes. But after seemingly getting out of having to have this conversation at the station, he asks what this is all about. Tab whips out the pin light and asks if it's Lawrence's. He looks at it 
And then in the we're suddenly at a next a different scene. Before before we go with them to another scene, okay. though. I doesn't he get out of going because he says that his wife has the car? Yeah. You're a surgeon and y'all only have one car. Well, yeah. like and he's talking all this shit to the orderly yeah, like he's peasant. a millionaire, yeah. And the thing is is that I thought it was interesting because Tap and Sing, they're playing good cop, bad cop mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this role. And Sing's like, Oh, we can give you a ride. And he's like, oh, well, nah. <laughs> and then that's it. That's all. They're like, okay. That's all. I'm like, all right, I guess we won't. <laughs> but then in the next scene, we see Lawrence talking to his lawyer, Brett, played by Benito Martinez in Brett's office. Now, Benito Martinez was on The Shield at this time on FX. And so he was like mm. kind of a TV star already. And this is the smallest role. Yeah, no, yeah. he's there for like two minutes. It's like, yeah. uh, I was guy walking down the street almost. Yeah. You know, it's just so weird. But he tells Brett that he has no idea how his pin light got there. And Brett's like, well, what were you doing last night then? And Lawrence is like, all right, I was seeing someone, right? <laughs> and it wasn't a patient. And he's like... You better tell them before it, you know, no, yeah. becomes too late to tell them. Yes. We then see Lawrence, they're back in the bathroom, and Lawrence is telling Adam that this was five months ago, which I feel like would have been better if they had said that at the beginning of the flashbacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. If he was like, and, it, and I was it a was suspect. five it months five, ago. Yeah, maybe that's a little and cliche. Then, yeah. And they do like the harp in the... <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's a good thing they didn't do that. <laughs> but... Back into the flashbacks, we see Lawrence at the police station with Detective Singh. Singh tells Lawrence that his alibi checks out, but he wants him to stick around to listen to the testimony of a woman who is the only known survivor of Jigsaw's games. I don't I understand. Don't, I don't think yeah, that they would ever I, let anybody do this. You've been exonerated. No, come but, look yeah. behind. Like, that's not... So you want to see some freaky shit? Out. You want to yeah. see some fucked up shit? Yeah. Sit right there. <laughs> front row seat. Here's some popcorn. Was he expecting to be like, God damn it, I did it, I did <laughs> yeah. it. Like, I don't... Is Amanda? <laughs> She's <laughs> like, oh shit, no. But she got out. Yeah, like, I don't. I thought. What was the point? But we see a woman in the other room with Tap. The victim's name is Amanda Young, played by Shawnee Smith. And Tap asks her to describe her ordeal. I read on IMDb that James Wan suggested Shawnee Smith to the casting director because he had a crush on her when he was younger. <laughs> and he never thought that she would say yes. And when she did, it was like, what? But, <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. The thing is, is that she doesn't even like horror movies, she said. But on the strength of the short film that they made that sold the film. And that wowed the pants she off was everybody. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. But Amanda looks up and we see that there are scars on her cheeks and around her mouth. The camera zooms in on her as she closes her eyes and begins to tell her story, which we see play out. Right. This is a flashback within a flashback yes. now. Amanda wakes up in a room tied to a chair. She has a large metal trap attached to her head and mouth, and she says that all she could taste was blood and metal. Suddenly, we see a television switch on. On the TV, we see a creepy-ass puppet, known to fans as Billy the Puppet, yeah. with a pale white face and red swirls of paint on his cheeks. I guess I should call them spirals with uh, a... Yeah. <laughs> I read that James Wan created the puppet himself. Yeah, from scratch. Yeah. It was made out of like paper mache and ping pong balls and stuff. I don't know how one just creates a puppet. I was like, maybe Shane Madej could help me out with right. this. But <laughs> the puppet... The master. Yeah. The puppet greets Amanda and says he wants to play a game. He tells her that the device on her head is attached to her upper and lower jaw, 
and when the timer goes off, it'll work like a reverse bear trap, permanently ripping her mouth open. On the video, he demonstrates this, and we see a mannequin head with the trap attached pretty much explode when the timer goes off. Yeah, but he didn't do his whole, how are you, Amanda? No, two months ago you did. Like, yeah, he didn't, yeah. he didn't well, tell her. Her story comes out later. Yeah. It's odd. I don't know why he's like, I saw you from a corner. Like, because yeah. <laughs> I'm weird and I just spy from on people. fucking creep. Yeah. Jigsaw tells her that the key to the trap is in the stomach of her dead cellmate and that she better hurry up. Yeah. He says, live or die, make your choice. And the video shuts off. But we see the camera swirl around Amanda in a fashion I can only describe as Saw-like. Yeah. And she rightfully is freaking the fuck out during this time. She eventually gets out of the chair, which pulls a cord from the back of the trap, starting the timer. Amanda reaches back at the lock, and we see more swirling shots around as she's losing her mind again. Mm-hmm. Understandably. Yes. We then see the body of her dead cellmate, which is actually played by producer Oren Cowles of the film. <laughs> she pulls up his shirt to reveal a question mark drawn on his stomach, which is like, come on, man. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Really? There's no He's need like, to be I'm a jerk so about it. Clever. Yeah, could it be here? I already told you it was there. But she sees a knife on the side of him and she picks it up as the timer ticks away. But her cellmate, who was supposed to be dead, opens his eyes. Yeah, so Jigsaw was lying? I don't understand. Me I don't either. understand. Um, also, <laughs> what did this guy do? What is I his mean, game? I mean, literally, oh, yeah. he could have jaywalked. Like, yeah. Jigsaw... <laughs> He's like, on Thursday, I saw you <laughs> not wait until the car. Like, what? So, <laughs> she uses that knife, she puts it to work, stabbing him several times in his stomach, and we hear him make a muffled noise. Obviously drugged. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is what Detective Singh shares at the station, explaining that the man was given an opiate overdose and couldn't move or feel anything. Yeah. So it's just, he just watches it happen. I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I read that they used uh, pig guts for the guts that she pulls out. And this was the other scene that they had to cut short. And that I get. Yeah. Tap asks Amanda what happened when she took off the trap. And we see her hand searching through those guts. Mm-hmm. And she eventually finds a key. I read on Wikipedia that this is one of the few shots where Lee Winnell stood in for another actor. These are actually his hands going yes, through the guts I read on that. reshoots. That's insane. Oh, really? And at some points, like he had to wear a wig so that the shadow <laughs> looked like her. Yeah. Like it's that's hilarious. It is. He's a jack of all trades, man. <laughs> that's funny. But Amanda frantically unlocks the trap, throwing it off of her face just as it opens up. She screams and cries. And then Billy the Puppet rides in on a bicycle. How? how? Like, I don't understand how he's doing that. I don't that. know. He's a puppet. Jigsaw <laughs> <laughs> is a puppet. But he says most people are so ungrateful to be alive, but not her. Not anymore. Back at the station, Tap says Amanda is a drug addict. <laughs> I say that, but he really doesn't. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, you're a drug addict. <laughs> Correct? She's a place where she keeps the drugs, I guess. But then he calls her Mandy. It's like, don't... you don't know me like that. But <laughs> she's a drug addict. And he's like, maybe that's why he picked you. And Amanda cries. And she says that Jigsaw helped her. And then Tap looks at Lawrence through the glass. Yeah. 
Like, so you helped her, huh? Yeah. I'm like, wasn't he just exonerated? Yes, his alibi checked out. Also, in this scene, like we had said, Shawnee Smith filmed all her stuff in one day. Mm-hmm. She had the flu. No. And she had a 104 degree fever during Jeez. all of this. So I feel like that. Just we should give her even more no, that's, credit because she does amazing yeah. in this scene. And dude, can you imagine having no. the flu and having that big that metal thing mask on your, on your head? face? No, I'd be ralphing all over the place. <laughs> uh, so what was what was the point? of the story now he helped her get over her habit or we... well now she's like she appreciates I life choose life instead basically. of going back to the drug she's she like she was already living it up from what he said <laughs> <laughs> he's like is... amanda you're having too much fun <laughs> <laughs> but this entire scene with amanda was the original short film that james wan and lee winnell shot uh, to sell okay. to the producers in the short Lee Winnell played a character called David that basically goes exactly through what Amanda did. Right. Many fans called the short Saw 0.5, which is kind of Oh, that's cute. cute. <laughs> the only major difference aside from the casting, obviously, is that Billy the Puppet originally wore a top hat. It was removed. <laughs> it was removed because Lee Winnell was like, that's goofy. <laughs> so they don't do it anymore. But we get a pretty cool transition back into present day as the camera sweeps down from the interrogation table of the station into the ceiling of the bathroom. Adam speculates that Lawrence's story might not be true and that he could have been the one that put him in the room, which doesn't make any sense. No. Because Lawrence is like, I'm in the exact same position that you are. It's like, come on. But Adam grabs that piece of mirror that he broke off and threatens to cut Lawrence with it. How are you going to You are that? not going to reach uh, him. Gonna, I don't understand. You couldn't even reach yeah. the tape <laughs> recorder. <Yeah. laughs> but you're going to leave across like, come on, man. But sure, Jan. in picking up the glass, he gets a closer look at it and he realizes that it's a two-way mirror. He throws more stuff at the mirror until it's completely broken and it's revealed that there's a camera behind the glass. I'm wondering if the bit on Adam's tape that said... You know, what's what does a voyeur see when he looks in the mirror? Was oh. that the only clue that he gave to Adam? I never mm. even put that together. A little bit of foreshadowing because yeah. yeah. he's the one that finds it out. Yeah. But we then get gritty CCTV footage of the two men in the bathroom on a monitor. Yeah, that camera quality is trash. Oh, it's not great. We filmed it on a potato, I believe. <laughs> but we zoom out from it and a black glove waves at them and a voice says, I see you, but also says that he can't help them. A little odd. Yeah. Adam continues throwing rocks or whatever at the camera until Lawrence tells him to stop because there's no point. Everything's been pre-planned to perfection by Jigsaw, so there's no use. He uses his doctor logic to try and figure out (laughs) what the next step should be, which leads him to ask Adam to help him find the X that was mentioned on his tape. Adam brings up Lawrence's wife and daughter and says Jigsaw could be doing anything to them right now, and Lawrence says he knows that because that's the only thing he's been thinking about. Of course. Uh, Yeah. But then he says that he's thinking about the last thing that he said to his daughter. We then get a flashback to Another his... Another flashback. <laughs> yeah. It's chock full of them. We see his daughter, Diana, sleeping in bed at night. We hear the sound of chimes and she wakes up. We zoom out as she stares at the chimes, but nothing happens. She walks into her parents' bedroom and stands like a sleep paralysis demon at yes. the side yeah. of the bed until her mom, Allison, wakes up. Allison's played by Monica Potter. Now... How much does this suck when your kids it do sucks. this? I've never, I don't have kids, it, so I don't know, sucks. but it seems like the most horrifying thing to ever happen on the it planet sucks. Earth. Yeah. I think of that meme where Snape is all, <gasps> and it's like when your kid's staring at you in the middle of the night. Literally, that's what it is. Even worse if you were having a bad dream. No, oh, yeah, then, no, dude. Yeah. And that's why, Ooh, like, glad I'm out of that. Oh, shit. You know, no, she wakes up and she's calm as shit. Like, yeah. 
She's like, the, what's what's wrong? Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck is it? Like, I <laughs> go to bed, <laughs> dude. But Diana tells her that there's a man in her room and says that he talked to her. I'd be like, oh my god, where? <laughs> yeah. Like Homer with the boogeyman. Yes. <laughs> But Allison says she'll check, but Diana's like, I want dad to do it. And I'm like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> Why the fuck are you waking yeah, me go up? Yeah, go to your study. But they go get him from his office, and after finishing up some work, he takes her to bed and checks her room. She's still a little scared, so for some reason he does that little piggy foot game yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't know how that's supposed to help or make her feel better, know. but it does. I mean, it, it worked. Yeah. He knows her daughter, <laughs> knows his, his daughter kid. better. Yeah. I guess. But then his pager goes off. He tucks her in and kisses her goodnight. And she asks him, you're not going to leave us, are you, daddy? Which is really strange. But then he promises her he never would and tells her that he loves her. He turns off the light and says he'll read her her favorite story tomorrow. And I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but this is a pretty decent conversation to end things on. Yeah. It's like... If he becomes a corpse, there's worse things he could have said. He yeah. could have been like, check your own fucking room, yeah. kid. It's <laughs> like, you're why mom and I don't get along, you little shit. Like, that never happened. Yeah, you're right. It was very sweet. I'll read you your favorite story. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? But the flashback ends with Lawrence arguing with Allison. But I'm like, where did this fight come from? She was literally asleep. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and then they just, like, the fight was on pause. And, <laughs> and she's another like, thing. you know what? Yeah. yeah, I find it funny that. <laughs> yes. The only thing, like, I kind of figured something was going to happen because there was a whole busy dad stereotype. Oh, right. hold on. Yeah. And then no. he's like, no, I'm done. I was oh, expecting him to not. I exactly. thought that was going to be his last interaction was he's like, okay, honey, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Like, and then she paragraph. just, yeah, she just went to bed. Well, but then he's yeah. like, I mean, yes, dear. Yeah. Like, what yeah. do you? And then he actually, yeah. that's why I was like, mm, that's not too this bad. Uh, so bad. But back in the bathroom, Lawrence tosses Adam his wallet to show him a picture of Diana he says there's a picture of the whole family in there, but when Adam tries to find it, he finds a Polaroid of Allison and Diana tied up, signed at the bottom by Jigsaw. It says regards with a little puzzle piece. It's like, yeah, oh, uh... he's the artist formerly known as Jigsaw. Excuse me. It's just petty on it top really of petty. Is. Uh, is it not enough? Yeah. <laughs> um, again, hmm. you're 18 days. But when he opens the wallet and sees the Polaroid, there is no pictures in the wallet. And then when he opens the, when it cuts away and comes back and he opens the Polaroid, there's pictures in the wallet. Jigsaw's like, magic. Uh, I thought he, he made that puppet talk on his own. magic oh, oh, wallet. Yeah, right. I, mean, right. I thought that puppet. was, that's not the whole point of the. But on the back of the photo, it gives a clue written in white ink that basically tells them that they'll find the X if they turn the lights off. Adam tells Lawrence that the family picture isn't in there, and he fakes a pain to hide the hostage photo. He's real bad at but, being sneaky. Yeah. He's like, ooh, ah. Yeah. But Inside. why take that picture, though? Why? I mean, Well, because he doesn't want Lawrence to see it. I feel like maybe him seeing it, it'd be like, you better fucking snap into action, Doc, you, because yeah. Yeah. Well, your family's well, about to die. No, but that's the problem. You oh. better snap into action and kill me. kill me. Oh, no, right. I'm not. Oh, yeah. All right. All Just right. getting that word. Your family sense. is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a picture in here. They're smiling. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, here's your wallet back. <laughs> You're right. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> but he throws the wallet back. And back in the flashback, we see Lawrence leave after the argument with Allison. While he's fighting with her, her mouth doesn't say what she's saying to him at all. <laughs> like, we'll figure out what you're mad about later. <laughs> ADR, baby. But Diana's in her room and she hears a door creak. A voice from her closet says, Good night, little girl. Ew. Not good. <laughs> no. Yeah. She screams, rightfully. I'd be like, Thanks for fucking half ass checking that was my, my room, question. Dad. Uh, like, you where did you check? 
It's like, well, there's no one on your bed, so I guess. So good night, yeah. little Maybe piggies. That's, that's what you should feel bad about. <laughs> yeah. There was a man in there, but Allison runs into the room and sees what appears to be a sheet ghost standing in front of <laughs> Diana. Why is he her. standing in a blanket? I don't know. It's cold in there. But it's funny yeah. because his <laughs> eye was in the closet, and then he's yeah. like, nope, ghost time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have shown my face. Uh, let's take two. But we transition to the man holding a stethoscope and walking over to Allison and Diana, who are both screaming and crying through gags and tied to the bed in the master bedroom. He uses the stethoscope on Diana and we hear her heartbeat. He then points a gun at Allison's head and listens to Diana's heartbeat again, which is beating faster. He then gives Diana a stuffed animal, pats her on the head and looks out the window. Once we later find out the full story here, I feel like that doesn't make a lot of sense. Nope, not at all. I think it's, uh, you put people in situations, maybe they're going to be fucking creeps about it. I get what you're saying. And uh, we'll talk, we'll talk later. Yeah. But I get what you're saying to an extent, but not fully. We, we can talk about it later. This situation was going to be much worse. I read on IMDb that he, in the original script, went through Allison's underwear drawer. Ew. And Lee Winnell's like, mm, no, too far. <laughs> too far. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just went yeah. pervert with it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. in the closet watching him. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. But I feel like this is much better as far as suspense is concerned. It is. But again, it, once we get the full story, it, yeah. it makes it like, I, yeah. wait, what? I didn't think about that till you said that. Like, that yeah. was for me. Yeah. <laughs> gotta get mine somewhere yeah but we then see a camera zooming in on the man as tap looks on from an apartment across the street calling him a little man (laughs) he's like you know something little man and he's wondering what the man's doing he's just musing to himself but he then like cartoonish he kind of is He sits down and we see a wall of newspaper articles about Jigsaw and he's like, I never should have let you go. We get a montage of newspaper articles as well as replays of Jigsaw's previous games and victims. In doing this, we see Tap still suspects Lawrence is Jigsaw. I feel like that was a lot of articles for three victims, A. And B... (laughs) The montage was not needed because all of this happened 10 minutes ago. That is for true. Us. Yeah. I'm like, wait, who's Jigsaw? <laughs> I mean, we know. He killed people? <laughs> Plus, was it was it just me or did uh. he sound kind of like sexual while he was saying it? <laughs> like, it was. There was an undertone. Uh, Again, little... gotta get mine somewhere. <laughs> yeah. a little weird. Everybody's just trying to. <laughs> no. That's what Saw's about. No. Uh, we then get another flashback of Tap dropping Lawrence back off at his house, right? Yes, yeah. Remember, because his family only has one car. That's right. This (laughs) is after hearing Amanda's testimony. Lawrence apologizes that he couldn't help more, which what else could you expect him to do? But Tap basically is like, in no uncertain terms, we're on to you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he has really decided on this whole case for himself just based on fingerprints on a pin line. Literally one thing. Uh, also, his little speech that he gives him about, I guess, a, a, a pedophile. A, a dentist, yeah. That also lived in this neighborhood. So do you have something against the neighborhood? Like I, It's like, like you know, Jeff, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer lived in an apartment building. They weren't like, everyone's guilty. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I really... How did you become a detective? He's like mentally unwell. He's like weirdly fixated on him yeah but in the next scene tap is analyzing the puppet tape from amanda's crime scene sing walks in ready to go get a drink with their co-workers and asks tap to join them tap's like nah 
and, and sings like, you need a girlfriend. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> okay. let's get a little too real. Sing turns to leave, but Tap finds something on the tape. There's a tag from a gang spray painted on the wall in the tape, and they also hear the faint sound of a fire alarm going off. Everyone in this movie has impeccable Amazing hearing. Amazing hearing. <laughs> like, I could never. Gordon at the beginning when he's like, follow your heart. <laughs> Gordon's like, what's that now? Yeah. And then this, kudos to them. Because uh, I don't, I my mean. My senses are I'm not, not sharp on, enough. To, I'm not on that level. No. But with those two clues, they're able to put together that the tape was filmed in an abandoned building that used to be a mannequin factory. So tap and sing, go investigate without a warrant. Yeah, I'm like, so he's dirty now? I, well, I mean, they kind of set him up as kind of a dick detective. I, well, <laughs> he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dick dick. Exactly. And I mean, I guess. So it's like, and he does say it. He's like, who needs a warrant? Yeah. It's like, yeah. A little on the nose. Yeah. But. And you were the good cop in the room. Yes. But they break into the building and Singh has his shotgun at the ready. Now, this was the other scene that Lee Winnell stood in for another actor in. And I have to say... As Singh enters the building with the shotgun, you can clearly Nuh-uh. tell that it is Lee Winnell. <laughs> I guess they assumed that you'd be focused on the shotgun and they kept his entire lower, oh, actually wow. his mouth, not even his, just his lower jaw, his entire mouth in the frame. Now I have to go back. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's, it's not Detective That's Singh. So funny. But the two detectives make their way up a flight of foggy stairs, James Wan signature, and basically stumble upon Jigsaw's control center and workshop. They eventually walk over to a table that has a red cloth draped over it. Underneath the cloth is a diorama of the bathroom scene. I'm like, so it's so detailed, in fact, that even the color of Adam's shirt is right. His overshirt. Oh, wow. <laughs> How does he find the time to craft? I don't know. Like, it's his evil I, plan. Yeah. The box. <laughs> it's like very meta. Yeah. <laughs> but they tear another red cloth off of a table to reveal Billy the puppet, as well as a pig mask which becomes important later. Yeah. Behind them, they hear a muffled voice from underneath yet another red cloth, and when they take it off, they see a man underneath with his mouth taped, his neck shackled, and his head sandwiched between two power drills. They hear the elevator at the other end of the room reaching the floor, and they draw their guns. However, for some reason... Tap convinces Singh to throw the cloth back over the man so they can see what Jigsaw looks like and what he's going to do. Can you imagine being that dude? He's like, no, wait. (laughs) Oh, thank God the cops are here. No, what the fuck? (laughs) I I wrote that down. What a plan. Let's hide and see what he does next. This isn't enough. Yeah. You literally have everything here. There's the puppet. There's the, yeah, no. you know, but Singh, and you have a victim in progress. Yes. Like, Singh throws the cloth on. He's like, gotcha. All right. <laughs> Jigsaw enters the room wearing like kind of a cloak, I guess. He's comically cloaked. And like, this is his lair. So why, yeah. like, why are you like that? I don't, he should just be there. It's so hilarious like, cool, I don't have to, to wear this shit anymore. And then just isn't a t-shirt. But we can't see his face because of the cloak. He takes very labored steps over to the chair and takes the red covering off. He tells the man not to cry. Well, he's like, awake already, Jeff? Like, don't... <laughs> Again, you don't have to be a dick about it. He's but like, it, but the- I'll use more powerful tranquilizers next time. <laughs> Who's this, this for? This isn't even his MO, though. And is he saying next time, like, the next victim? <laughs> the next person. And this isn't his MO. It's, not, it's not his first victim, either. No. If it was, that would does. make sense. But yeah. that's my question here, because let me continue, because yes. I have a question. 
he tells the man not to cry because he's given his life purpose. At this point, Tap and Singh burst out, their guns drawn, telling Jigsaw to put his hands up. He does, but he steps on a button that starts the drills <laughs> near the man's head. He tells him they have 20 seconds to save the man's life and poses the question to Tap. What's more important, arresting Boom! him? They or just, <laughs> yeah, they could have just shot him. Shoot him. I don't know why. Shoot his legs. But he says, what's more important? Shoot his legs. <laughs> He says, what's more important, arresting him or saving the man? Jigsaw tells Singh that a key will unlock the shackles, but Singh finds an entire ring of keys, so that's not going to work. Now, I love how they're just playing his game. Yes, like, yeah. but that's, that's my question, though. That's what I think the man was for. I don't think this was a trap for Jeff. I think this was a trap for Tap and Singh. But then I'm wondering how omniscient is Jigsaw that he that knows. he would know. He's like, the jig is up. They're going to come here tonight. Although, maybe he just would have kept the man there until they showed up because he knew that they would. I guess. Uh, my question is, how did he kick the plug out of the machine and it was still going? He stepped on the button. There was like a big red button, like a cartoon. It looked like he kicked the, the plug. Oh, he turned no. it on and he was like, now you can't stop it. Well, you just took the electricity out of it. How's it still going? He's like, I'm... I don't know. Listen, <laughs> 18 days, all right? I don't know why Jigsaw is saying well, that. Yeah, but... it's, like... <laughs> it's like, give me a fucking yeah. break. But Tap puts Jigsaw on his knees while Singh tries to rescue the guy from the trap. We get frantic shots between all of them, and Singh basically is like, fuck it, and starts shooting the drills on both sides, deactivating them. Tap calls <laughs> Jigsaw sick, and Jigsaw's like, well, okay, now it's time for my monologue, because I am, I am <laughs> sick. Sick of the world. Sick of society. And I'm like, oh, shit. But he, he says, you know, he's sick of the disease inside of him, and he's also sick of society and those who don't appreciate their lives. He then fucking pulls a requiescent pache, and fucking slices his throat That's like Assassin's like, Creed. Again, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? This isn't his M.O. That's not his thing. I Well, <laughs> he's improvising. Yeah. He's like, you, can, you, put was... Jigsaw, you can't put Jigsaw <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But you're, I mean, you're right. And so he just wears the wrist knife 24-7. And it was a fucking... Maybe. Pretty, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like on his hand. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Like, ready for all? This just didn't feel like the jigsaw no. we know thus far. Right, he's a puppet now. <laughs> <laughs> but he takes off running, and Singh fires in his direction. Tap falls to the floor, clutching his throat, as we all would. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Singh checks on Tap, but pursues Jigsaw with the shotgun. He moves quickly through the foggy corridors. Why is it so foggy? Yeah. I, James Wan loves fog, dude. Watch... I love Dead Silence so much. That movie is so foggy. I love it. But it's kind of his thing. I think there's even fog in The Conjuring. Yeah, I'm sure. It's a cool aesthetic, but Tap is crawling after him. The music is tense as fuck as Singh rounds the corner. The music was done by Charlie Clouser. I believe he was a member of Nine Inch Nails, or at least he worked with Trent Reznor. But the music is really good in this movie. I just want to call it out very quickly. <laughs> and he only had three weeks to do it. Oh, sh- because of the Jeez, production yeah. schedule. Man. Yeah. So he pulled. It's great. No. Yeah. Jigsaw runs down a hall and Singh fires from far away and Jigsaw collapses. He fires with a shotgun very long distance. If I was Singh, I would know that I didn't hit him enough yeah. to knock him down. Yeah. But, but Singh does not realize that. He's pretty far. He's very yeah. far. He's pretty far. That thing would have peppered out. Not. <laughs> and you see him conveniently coming from further down the yeah. hall. He didn't run the same hallway that I did. No. no. Again. He's like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got me. Come check on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This isn't a trap. The man known for traps. <laughs> 
But Singh cautiously makes his way toward Jigsaw. On his way, he accidentally trips a wire attached to the triggers of several shotguns overhead. The guns go off, and we see Singh's bloody, lifeless body collapse. That was also Lee Winnell. <laughs> but you don't see because he doesn't have a head. So. Right. It's fine. Um, I read that this was originally supposed to be when Singh tripped the wire. This big, like, iron cocoon was going to descend on him and squeeze him until it crushed him to death. Oh, my God. Then they didn't have the money for that. <laughs> so then it was going to be, yeah. yeah, it was going to be like uh, one of those. Was it solid gold? Yeah. <laughs> It was going to be one of those where it like grabs him by his arms and legs and then pulls him apart oh, until right. oh my it rips his arm and like, yeah. yeah, they didn't have the money for that. So they were like, <laughs> we'll just fucking shoot him. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sounds good. The, the, my problem is, is dude was hauling ass. Yes. So how did he not trip that when he was running? But you see him come out. Yeah, he wasn't in that hallway. Oh, yeah. okay. And he, he knows where the trap is. But, too. And then even He's when. But like, wouldn't you. Up and, and, and over. <laughs> Even Singh, though, wouldn't you be hyper aware well, of yes. your surroundings? Not only that, he was walking slow, and then it seemed like when he got to the wire, he looked up and pushed forward still. He's like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> He's probably just wouldn't like, fuck you scoot this, back man. and be like, oh, shit. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably like, I was supposed to be getting a beer tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tap. Speaking of, Tap comes tumbling after. <laughs> and Jigsaw makes his exit. Tap reaches out to sing, and we get this awkward freeze frame. Before it's bad. It's like it's a sitcom, but it's not funny. <laughs> it gives way to crime scene photos of Sing's corpse. Yeah, but like, why did any of that cement in his mind that it's Gordon? Here's the thing that really yeah. makes no sense. You heard his voice. You know that's yeah, not yeah. him. It literally, he was like awake already, Jeff. He wasn't yeah, like awake already, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Awake already, Jeff. <laughs> With his British accent. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that doesn't make any sense. But back in Tap's apartment, he expresses regret for letting Jigsaw get away and promises a picture of Singh that they're going to close the case. It's actually pretty sad. It, I mean, it is sad. Because uh, he feels guilty. He's crazy now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's completely wrong. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. That makes it even worse. Back in the bathroom, it's 3.52. They've been talking for five hours. <laughs> He's like, five months ago, we'll take it an hour a month. <laughs> I remember I was wearing a, a blue shirt. That Adam's day. like, who is it? <laughs> but Lawrence and Adam bicker for a second before Adam tells him to turn off the lights. If we recall, he got the thing from the Polaroid, the clue. Yeah. There's a massive X right beside Lawrence's head done in glow-in-the-dark paint. Lawrence bashes the wall open with his saw and finds a box in the wall. He opens it with the key from his envelope, which Adam passed to him underhanded. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And inside, he finds a cell phone, two cigarettes, a lighter, and a note. The note assures him that the cigarettes are harmless and says smoking is only poisonous when it ends in bloodshed. Think about this. You don't need a gun to kill Adam. He does not share this with Adam. No, of course not. (laughs) Adam's just politely asking for a smoke, and instead, Lawrence tries to phone the police with the cell phone, but quickly discovers that it's a one-way cell phone. Because of course it is. They're not going to let you get away that quickly. All right, we'll give him one clue, and then he can call the police. Uh, Although it did take them five hours to to bust this door open. I I did read that. A cell phone, no matter what, if it has service or not, mm-hmm. will allow you to call 911. 
Well, Not shit. Jigsaw's so, the yeah, no. He rigged it. Yeah. <laughs> Magic. But after he finds out it's a one-way cell phone, it triggers another cutscene. Lawrence remembers walking to his car the night before. He says he knew he was alone, but he was sure someone else was there. We see the flash of a camera on him as he walks by, and then he drives over to a telephone in the parking garage, gets out, and tries to use it, but only gets a busy signal. The parking garage is foggy. First of all, (laughs) atmosphere, man. James Wan. Secondly, though, all I was thinking is do men really not have to be hyper aware of their surroundings at all time? Because as a woman, I'm in that garage by myself. I'm on a full scan. But let me tell you, I'm the same exact way. If I if I get to a parking lot at night, I heads on a swivel. Yeah, if it's foggy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When there's fog involved. Everyone's on a red <laughs> alert, except Dr. Lawrence. Dr. Lawrence. Dr. Gordon. <laughs> Dr. Gordon Lawrence. Yes. There, Dr. No. Lawrence Gordon. <laughs> but we see in an overhead mirror that someone gets out of the backseat of his car. Lawrence tries his cell phone, but gets the same beeping signal we heard on the one-way cell phone. In the overhead mirror... We see someone slinking by in a red costume and a pig mask, like fucking spider Manning yeah. on the ground. In sped-up footage, he descends on Lawrence. Back in the bathroom, he asks Adam how he knew to turn off the lights. Adam says, instinct, but Lawrence is very suspicious, calling him a liar. He's like, you're a yeah. dumbass. There's, you don't have any instinct. Like, you don't know, yeah. He's like, what else aren't you telling me? This inspires Adam to break into his tight five stand-up routine. <laughs> Before Lawrence stops him and says he's dealing with a child, Adam's like, you want to know? And he slings the hostage photo over to him of his wife and daughter. Rough. Adam says that it was in his wallet, and Lawrence loses his absolute mind yelling at the camera. Lawrence rereads the note from the box, focusing on the blood from the dead man in the middle of the room, remembering the line about him being poisoned from earlier. He dips one of the cigarettes in the blood and turns off the lights. And in the immortal words of Homer Simpson, if you're dumb enough to eat it, you, you deserve, deserve to die. die. <laughs> That's true. I would never think that anything that he gave me, even if he gives his word, would yeah. be clean. But the Hippocratic Oath. No. <laughs> he whispers to Adam to play along. The man in Lawrence's house is watching from a monitor, but he can't hear the plan. The lights come back on, and Lawrence asks Adam if he still wants that cigarette, and Adam is like, yeah, (laughs) sure. I read that instead of turning off the lights, (laughs) no, this is hilarious, (laughs) instead of turning off the lights, they were going to saw a pipe and put their mouths in the pipe so that he couldn't see what they were saying. Like telephone? Yeah, Yeah. he couldn't read their lips. But then they were like, how come they'd be able to saw a pipe but not saw their (laughs) chains? I didn't even think about that. Let's just turn the lights uh, on. (laughs) Jigsaw's like, these guys are fucking stupid. (laughs) But Lawrence grabs the non-bloody cigarette and tosses it to Adam along with a lighter. Adam smokes it happily as tribal rhythms begin to play. (laughs) For some reason. (laughs) That's how the cigarette makes him feel. (laughs) But Adam then gives way to a Razzie Award winning performance (laughs) of a man choking and dying. He closes his eyes. I'm like, Lawrence is probably so disappointed. It's like, why couldn't it be fucking roles reverse? I would have nailed the shit out of that scene. (laughs) But... (laughs) 
he screams at the camera that he's killed Adam and asks where his family is. Just then, we hear electrical buzzing as Adam lurches up, grabbing his leg, saying he's been electrocuted. It's, <laughs> it's comical electrical buzzing. Yeah, well, yeah. And then Gordon gets pissed at Adam. He does. He's like, damn it, that was our way out. <laughs> I laughed out loud. Yeah. But honestly, did Lawrence not hear the electricity sound? Yeah. <laughs> and why would Adam lie about it? He's like, I'm going to fuck this up. But it makes no sense. And Adam is like, you think I would do that to ruin yeah. your stupid yeah. fucking charade? And he's like, well, that's a good point. Why would he? Now, remember earlier I told you to remember the saw. Yes. When he gets electrocuted and he's on the floor, mm-hmm. the saw is whole right next to him. 18 days. 18 right. days, sir. Okay. <laughs> but Lawrence has had enough and he sits down to saw at his chain one more time. When it doesn't work, he throws the saw, frustrated. Suddenly, Adam says he remembers how he got there. We then get another flashback (laughs) of him coming home to his shithole apartment with his headphones on. He goes to his dark room and he hangs up a recently developed photo of Dr. Lawrence Gordon. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) And then I guess he falls asleep because... And like you said, he did say he lived in a shithole, but oh my yeah, God. I feel bad for him. <laughs> what do you should see? feel? I don't know, dude. He should feel right at home in that bathroom. Yeah, he uh, yeah it's he's like, like, oh, this is this is swanky. <laughs> Damn, is that a shit-filled toilet? I'm <laughs> right at home. a toilet. <laughs> but he wakes up later that night still in the dark room. His lights are out, so he grabs a flashlight, but it doesn't work. He hears footsteps in the other room and honestly, in a genius move, grabs his camera and uses the flash to light his way. Yeah. What follows is a really quiet and suspenseful scene of him making his way through his apartment, Mm -hmm. calling out to the intruder, flash going off and the whirring of it recharging. And this is the first time I'd ever seen anything like this. I really like that. And and I I know it's not done enough Mm -hmm. and it probably could be done in a bad way. But I like that, like the him walking and then using the camera for light. Yeah. Because yeah. you are, you're like, oh shit, what's what is going to yes. happen? You know something, but you don't know when. Yes. And there's no music. It's just yeah, No, yeah, that's, that's what, that's like, what makes, makes it, it so, so good. Yeah. They actually did something similar to this recently in Host, mm-hmm. the movie Host yeah, on Shudder. Right. Oh, yeah. But those are the only two times I've really ever seen this done. Yeah. But suddenly we hear this maniacal... Almost electronic laughter. Yes. And Adam snaps another photo to reveal Billy the puppet is sitting on his couch. It's like, motherfucker. (laughs) Beat his ass. Yeah. (laughs) He beats it with a baseball bat until the laughter stops. Understandable. Yes, because we're not having that as a soundtrack to this horror scene. No. He hears more movement and calls out to it. He opens up his closet, readying the baseball bat, flashing the camera one last time, just as the same pig-faced costume person who got Lawrence lurches at him. Back in the bathroom, Lawrence receives a phone call on the cell phone from Diana. She's like, Daddy, if you would have just checked the goddamn (laughs) room. I told you to check the room. Uh, She told him. Yeah. She says that she's scared, but Lawrence tells her everything's going to be okay. The man kisses Diana on the top of her head. Ew. Gross. And then puts the phone to Allison's ear. Allison asks if Adam is there. And Lawrence is like, how do you, what? (laughs) And she says not to believe Adam's lies and that Adam knew all about him before today. The line goes dead. This is when Lawrence loses his shit on the camera. Then he falls to the ground crying. Adam's like, is your family okay? (laughs) (laughs) And Lawrence is like, 
Allison mentioned your name and said not to believe you. Adam plays coy, but Lawrence presses him and calls him a liar. And Adam looks guilty as fuck. Oh, he does. Yeah. He's like, what? What are you, man? What? I don't. He goes, you know who I am. Yeah. It's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but this is when Adam's like, I'm a liar. What did you do last night? Work at a hospital? He's like, mm, no, I don't think so. I don't think you did. And then we get a flashback to the camera flash in the parking lot, and it's revealed that Adam is the one that took Lawrence's picture. And it's funny because as far as they know, I mean, I know we know the pig person is in the car, <laughs> but as far as they know, they're the only two people in that garage, and yeah. he used a fucking full flash yeah. camera. Yes. Like, bro, he well, sucks he, at his job. He waited until Lawrence closed his eyes at <laughs> least. Oh. And then the other thing is that what if Adam saw Jigsaw take <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Gordon? He's like, oh, shit. Right. Oh, I'm out. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> Gotta go back to my shithole apartment. But he tells Lawrence that he gets paid to follow around rich guys like him who go to seedy motels to bang their secretaries. He pulls the trash bag out of the bathtub that held the hacksaws, and he pulls out several photos that he took of Lawrence in the past, and he throws them across the room. He said that night in particular, he followed him to a seedy motel, and he's like, what were you doing in there, Lawrence? You got out of there pretty fast. It's like, that's personal. Right. <laughs> Get we out of my business. Like, we need to talk about my medical history or my shortcomings as a man. All right? And didn't they show a flashback of him hiding the trash bag in the tub? I don't know that I remember that. Oh, yeah, Did they really? It, yeah, yeah, he threw it in the tub. And I'm like, well, we I know, don't... I know yeah. he threw it in the tub. I didn't know they threw a... Yeah. yeah. When he takes it out, he's like, yeah, it was in the bag that with the hacksaws. Oh, you're right. right. Yeah, he does. <laughs> we didn't... He was so shifty when he threw it in. We got it. We all yeah. know it. Yeah. But we see that that night in a hotel room, he was meeting up with Carla, the medical student from before. And, and damn, you couldn't spring for a better hotel, dude? You're a fucking surgeon. Well, in his defense, I think she rented the hotel because she paged him. <laughs> Wait, so you're you're sleeping with a medical student and you're making her pay for the hotel? <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. No matter There's what, nothing dude, good here. step your game up. It's like my wife checks the credit card receipts. <laughs> <laughs> I only had a I 20. I couldn't put my okay. card down, yeah. But they're we having gotta an affair. You got to be out of here in two hours. That's <laughs> <laughs> all we had time for, but... She was the one who paged him, obviously, and he admonishes her for it, but she immediately just starts taking off her clothes. She's like, all right, let's all right, go. Let's, uh... <laughs> it made me laugh, though, that he carried his briefcase up there. Like, you know, you, well, he, you can well, drop he, the ruse. He doesn't even want the hotel staff to know. He's like, I'm a doctor. Yeah. I'm, I'm going. seeing a patient. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he stops her from taking her clothes off. He apologizes to her and gets up to leave. The phone then rings in the hotel room and Carla answers it. She says it's for him. He's like, nobody knows I'm here. Yeah. He Who did you tell? <laughs> he takes the phone and a voice on the other end says, I know what you're doing, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Hangs up. So Lawrence leaves. He's like, that's about enough for me. Yep. And we see him enter the garage and have his picture taken by Adam for the 50th time. Back in the bathroom, Lawrence asks who paid him to take the photos <laughs> and posits that whoever paid him must be the person who put him there. After he continues to press him on it, we see a shot of a man entering Adam's apartment to pay him. As he gets closer to the camera, we see more of him from the shadows, and eventually, Adam's like, it was a tall black guy with a scar on his yeah. neck. <laughs> Which is an <laughs> incredibly identifying quality. Exactly. Because up until now, he's like, I don't know, he's just a guy. Yeah, he's like, all right. do know. <laughs> I think he was a Sagittarius, all right? It was Danny Glover. All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Have but, you ever seen Lethal Weapon? Yeah, he, he looks just, just like, like that guy. <laughs> But we realize it was Detective Tap, clearly. Lawrence realizes it, but Adam says the guy is like, oh, no, the guy that paid me was not a cop. Yeah. 
Lawrence tells him that Tap was discharged from the police force after Singh died, but never stopped harassing him and became a man obsessed. I wonder, though, why did he feel the need to pay Adam when he was already staking him out? He was like, I want more evidence. Uh, two eyes are better maybe, than one. Maybe. I guess. Uh, maybe. He's like, I'm not going to a parking garage. <laughs> yeah. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> But this is when his accent slips really bad. He's like, Tap thought I was responsible for the murders. I was like, what? <laughs> Who the hell are I you? you were- <laughs> He's Wesley. He's like, the farm boy. Uh, <laughs> but he accuses Adam of not being a victim of the game, but being part of it. Which, again... There's ha- no evidence to support yeah. that. No, he's like, I just took some pictures, you know? Yeah. That's not... And wait a minute. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why does Adam deserve to be here? Yeah. <laughs> Jigsaw's was like, you got a shitty fucking yeah. apartment. You're lazy as hell. You smell yeah, you're bad. A lawyer. He was like, come on, man. He's just doing his job. Yeah, literally. literally. Yeah. He only did what he was paid to do. Yeah. And if anything, he's taking pictures of people who are doing wrong things. Jigsaw no, should yeah. love this dude. Yeah, yeah, he should be a big fan. Yeah, I'm just like, what? But after a minor argument, Lawrence collapses to the floor again, wondering <laughs> very theatrically how his life came to this. He looks at the picture of his wife and daughter and we see them back in the master bedroom being gagged up again after the phone call. Once the man leaves the room, Allison wriggles out of her gag and tells her daughter to be strong. Back in the bathroom, Adam looks down at some of the photos he took and notices a man in the window. He asks Lawrence if anybody else was at the house aside from his wife and daughter, and he throws the photo to Lawrence, and Lawrence recognizes the man holding his family hostage as Zepp the orderly from the hospital. Right. So you probably the shouldn't commoner. talk all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because Zeb watches this happen from the monitor and his face is like, fuck, 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 like, fuck, fuck, no. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That wasn't part of it. Just then Adam points to the clock and he realizes they're out of time. It has been eight hours <laughs> of story time. Yeah, for real. What have they really accomplished? They solved yeah. one clue. No, two, I guess. Maybe the blood, the poison blood. They made that attempt. They got the X marks, the spot, and the blood, and that's it. Eight hours. And the heart. Yeah. And the heart. The that heart is true. Give them their Follow due. Follow your shitty heart. They did do that. But back at the Gordon household, Zepp shuts off the security feed and loads his gun, just as Allison and Diana have gotten out of their restraints in the other room, but obviously he doesn't know this. Right. As Zepp walks in, they pretend they're still tied up. He kneels down and tells Allison that he has to do what he has to do. And he says Allison has to call Dr. Gordon to tell him that he's failed. That he's failed. Yeah. <laughs> this is all sing-songy. It's like, you're, you're not a good guy. <laughs> I'm starting to suspect you're a real yeah. asshole. But in the bathroom, the phone rings and Lawrence is like, is that you, Zep, you bastard? <laughs> and his wife's voice comes in and he's like, Honey? <laughs> the gamut of emotions this dude goes through he brought his he brought everything yeah he's like you want me at a 10 at all times uh, got it. you got it done say no more fam but the funny thing to me is that allison says to him you failed and then she starts wrestling the gun away from zeb the whole time dr gordon's on the line like yellow <laughs> <laughs> like he sees none of this going on yeah. all he hears is you failed well, you and hear, then a tussle and, and he's struggling like, mm-hmm. it's like what do you think i guess they're okay <laughs> <laughs> Must have dropped how's the phone. The, yeah, that's fine. No, no how's deal. your family, man? <laughs> yeah, Adam, shut up. But Zepp puts up zero fight, and Allison gets the gun from him, holds it on him, gets the phone back from him, and starts talking to Lawrence again. Why would you not just shoot him? I don't nah. know. 
immediately. Don't worry about the cops. If something happens, you just shoot, just shoot somebody. No, you, yeah. uh, naturally. you know, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah you just yeah, that's shoot. Cheap. Yeah. That's real. Just shoot them. We can figure out cop stuff later yeah. and all that. I just, mean. I'm pretty sure. Open yeah. and shut case, Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You see the gags and the ropes? This isn't Jesse Smollett. In the picture. (laughs) (laughs) But while she's on the phone, she gets distracted because Diana, for some reason, says, Mommy. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Don't, yeah. We have the upper hand. John Doe is the upper hand. (laughs) (laughs) But this allows Zepp to go for the gun. They tussle and a few shots accidentally ring out. Tap sees the shots from across the street, (laughs) grabs his gun and heads over. But again, this is why you just shoot him. Yeah, yes. you don't. No. I don't care if my daughter sees this. No, yeah, no, even, she's been especially doing that. The yeah, kids there. Yeah. yeah. If anything, she'll be happy to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Lawrence just hears gunshots and screams in the bathroom from the phone. Tap bursts in as Allison stabs Zepp in the leg with some scissors. He shoots it out with Zepp as Allison unties Diana. Yeah. The two girls bail out as Zepp breaks a goddamn vase over Tap's head. (laughs) He gets up and he's like, Mrs. Gordon? Diana? Like, they're going to answer. Yes. We're here. Like, are you kidding me? But he then says, I'm going to kill your husband now, Mrs. Gordon. (laughs) All right. Cool. I mean, whatever. But he hits a button near the computer and bails out. Tap is in pursuit after him. What got me was that when they're shooting... This dude hides behind that thin-ass pole. <laughs> like, you can't see me. <laughs> it's just like, it's video game logic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like, they just said, get cover. Get behind uh, cover. <laughs> Back in the bathroom, Lawrence is just sobbing on the floor. He then suddenly gets shocked by electricity through his <laughs> chain. With yeah. the same and comic Dude, sound. yes, and he yeah. lies there foaming at the mouth. <laughs> yeah. But he's just light as a feather, stiff as a board. <laughs> and Adam's like, I told your ass, man. Right? But we see shots of Zepp and Tap driving to wherever Lawrence and Adam are being held. It's clearly done with stationary cars and editing, but the way it's shot is really smart, especially if you want to get out of filming the money it takes to film I, cars driving down I the street. I totally get that, but the outcome is unnecessarily intense. Oh, it's for, very tense. For, for, for two dudes two. driving in cars. <laughs> that is true. No, 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 You're no, like, no, no. Oh, like it's shit. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. You're like, people are chained in a bathroom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but... Adam throws stuff at Lawrence until he wakes up. He tells Adam he got electrocuted, and Adam is like, I told yeah, you, dude. Yeah, no shit, yeah. dude. Which, I don't know how those chains are hooked up to any kind of electricity, but we'll <laughs> yeah. allow it. Jigsaw. Yeah. Eventually, Lawrence is like, fuck this shit. That's a, that's a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> we see Zepp and Tap arrive at the location. Back in the bathroom, the phone rings, but it's just out of Lawrence's reach. He could but, have taken his shirt off. Yes! Yeah. And that would have saved us a lot of trouble in a second. (laughs) But Zepp limps down the hallways and tunnels with Tap not far behind him with his gun at the ready. At some points, they're even firing at each other like a little back and forth. (laughs) Lawrence continues sobbing and Adam tells him, he's like, you need to calm down. (laughs) Eventually, he's had enough and he starts screaming while trying to pull his leg out of the shackle and saying that his family needs him. Eventually, he does remember that he's a surgeon. (laughs) So he yeah. ties his shirt around his leg and grabs the hacksaw. Now, now you know how to take your shirt exactly. off. Yeah, mm, weird. <laughs> All right. He begins sawing his leg off as both men scream. Now, as he's sawing his leg off, you just see a little bit of blood. Yeah, no, it's not gratuitous. And then you never gratuitous. see it again. It's yeah. not gratuitous at all, but it's still, oh, oh it's my God It's shot in such moment. a way. It's like I said on Texas Chainsaw with the 
seeing the feather versus seeing the whole chicken. Yes, yes. You feel like you're seeing the whole chicken, but it really you're did not, just show you a yeah. feather. Mm-hmm. And again, not torture porn. Right. But Tap tackles Zep and they begin to fight again. Tap actually gets some good licks in. It's pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, he picks Zep up and Zep shoots him in the chest, killing him. It's like, come on, Tap. He was too old for this shit. (laughs) He was. (laughs) Found out the hard way. Lawrence has now successfully sawed his foot off. He crawls over to the gun against Adam's protest, places the bullet inside, and apologizes to Adam before shooting him in the chest. I'm like, dude... Who wasted eight hours talking to me? That's your fault. I'm sorry. (laughs) Talking to me. You had to tell your stories. You had to set the scene. Five months ago. (laughs) And again, dude, your family is probably dead. That's what you think. Yeah. So why are you going to go ahead and kill Adam? Yeah. Poor Adam. Adam shouldn't. Adam's not supposed to be here today. He's fucking Dante, and you shoot him (laughs) in the chest. But Lawrence yells at the camera, begging to see his family. And we see that they're at a neighbor's house waiting on the police. Like yes, they're fine. They're fine. Yeah. They're safe. They're actually trying to call him, but they're unable to get through to him. Maybe he should have just grabbed the phone yeah, instead or, of the gun. Yeah. You know, Adam could have slid something across the room and knocked it into Pushed his hand. So, like, There's work a lot together. of things they could have yeah. done. I mean, yeah. work together. Just then, Zepp opens the door to the bathroom. Lawrence tries to grab him, but he walks right past him like it's nothing. Well, yeah, well, Lawrence is quite weak. That is true. <laughs> He sees Adam's body and he tells Lawrence that he's too late and aims the gun at him. Lawrence asks why and Zepp's like, it's the rules. Out of nowhere, Adam jolts up, throws Zepp to the ground, beating the shit out of him and then grabbing the toilet tank lid and beating him to death with it. Takes his ass out. It is pretty bold. Yeah. Lawrence crawls over to him and tells him he's going to be all right. He's like, hey, buddy, man. Yeah, it's like, you just shot yeah. me in the chest. <laughs> but Lawrence is like, look, I need to go get help or I'm going to bleed to death. He looks like a fucking <laughs> ghoul. He looks like a Romero zombie at this point. But Adam asks him not to leave, but he crawls away, promising to bring Adam help. Now, he could have thrown Adam the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. He and then he could have been like oh is this allison gordon <laughs> listen <laughs> can you call we are in a warehouse bathroom <laughs> but adam is like are we gonna be okay and lawrence is like i wouldn't lie to you and then he crawls out of the bathroom into the darkness of the hallway never to be never seen, to again. Be seen <laughs> again yes adam checks zepp's body for a key but he doesn't find one he does however find a tape player he pushes play just as the amazing Hello, Zepp by Charlie Clouser begins to play. And it just starts ramping up. It's yes, so it's, it's so oh, good. Oh, man. It's the greatest reveal it, yeah. music I've ever heard in my entire yeah. life. You understand why they use it in every film from here on out. Jigsaw's voice comes through the tape player, and we see scenes from the past play out as he speaks. He addresses Zepp, saying he wants him to make a choice. Zepp has a slow-acting poison in his system, and his game was to murder Allison and Diana to get the antidote. Adam puts down the tape recorder, and in the background, we see the dead man from the center of the room slowly sit up. Adam looks over in horror as the man stretches, and he tears bloody makeup off the top of his head. It's John, Dr. Gordon's patient from earlier. He's Jigsaw. And it's like the biggest holy shit moment the first time you see it, because like it's like He's been there the whole time. Yes, in the room with him. Which raises the question how he was just laying there for eight oh, hours. Yeah. But he's like, I can lower my heart rate to. Well, and he also has 
his hands on a lot of slow acting poison, so maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. So like I gave myself a small dose of the, <laughs> of the good stuff just to lay here motionless. But Jigsaw tells Adam that the key to his chain is in the bathtub. Adam looks over to the bathtub, and we see that the key was attached to the light that was sucked into the drain at the beginning of the film. At the very, very beginning. So unfair. We see and hear flashbacks of the hospital, Jigsaw, Billy the Puppet, his victims. It's the first example of James Wan's signature reveals via flashback. Yeah. He loves doing it, and he does it better than anyone. <laughs> Adam reaches for Zepp's gun to shoot Jigsaw, but he gets shocked with electricity once again from a device that Jigsaw is controlling. Jigsaw lurches toward the door, and we hear his voiceover from earlier saying, Most people are so ungrateful to be alive, but not you. Not anymore. Jigsaw shuts off the light, and he tells Adam, Game over, and he slams the door. Adam's screams echo as the end credits begin to roll. The screams are... Oh my God. Like chilling and haunting. And again, it begs the question, really, what did Adam do? I don't know. Like he, arguably, it's the worst death in the movie. I would agree. Because what, he's just going to lay there and starve to yeah. death or or die of dehydration or, or kill himself. So it's like... Again, like I said, arguably the worst death in the whole movie. And I really, <laughs> I mean, for a guy who went so hard on insurance fraud, I shouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, that's true. But God damn, man. Could have, this could have been about Adam's diet for all I know. <laughs> it's like, we saw you eat fast food four days in a row. It's like, what the fuck? But interestingly, I want to call us back to the scene where Zepp says that John, the patient, is an interesting person. We get a very short shot of John lying in bed. In that shot, he's literally holding Lawrence's pin light to take it to frame Lawrence later. Huh. Also, on his meal tray, you see drawings for the reverse bear trap that he God is designing. damn it. So literally- We've known, or they told you, us. Yes, if you, and it's a blink and you miss it kind of a situation, but that's pretty neat. That they're like, no, this is no, Jigsaw. Yeah. No, that's awesome. My only, like I said, I had an issue with Zepp because it seems like he's his accomplice. Like from the beginning when he's like, his name is John and he's brilliant right, or whatever, yeah. whatever. So the reveal was kind of off to me that he was playing a game too. But then again, I would like to know what Zepp did. Yeah. Because we hear his tape, but he isn't like, you masturbate at work every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, oh no, I try guess. playing with someone else. For, I don't know. <laughs> But my <laughs> it's like every day, Dan. I how do you know? <laughs> he knows everybody's business. That's true. I feel like it. it, <laughs> it I feel like it plays better that he's his accomplice. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what it feel. It it felt like when he's doing the stethoscope shit yeah. that he's yeah. enjoying. But that's this. why like I'm he's, saying he's. I, I, I think some saying. people are just equally creepy. Maybe I he's get, like, damn, I picked the wrong dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's having too much fun. Should've known get, from all the work I get, pounding. I get what you're <laughs> saying, but I feel like it just makes more sense for him to be an accomplice rather than another victim. I will agree, and I will say that that would have worked better if they had not planned to go ahead with so many sequels. Right. From yeah. what I understand, after this film came out, Lionsgate signed a nine-picture deal with Twisted Ugh. Pictures for that many Saw films. And then they came out every Halloween like clockwork. Yikes. <laughs> so they're like, well, yeah. get, let's get to it, boys. Milk this baby dry. <laughs> yeah. But um, I have to ask the customary question. 
what did you guys think of Saw? I still, I mean, we had some laughs and this movie does have its share of issues, but I still think it's a really great movie. I think the twist, even though it might not be the most logical twist <laughs> in the world, is still a gut punch. Like, it's really, really good. And <laughs> the look on Adam's face was the look on my face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I forgot to mention earlier, they let Tobin Bell write his own lines for Jigsaw. I did not know that. He wrote huh. all that. And the funniest thing is he hates horror movies. Well, he's damn good at it. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the voice for him. It's perfect. And so they said, like, literally, I guess in subsequent films or maybe in this one, I don't know, they had put for his lines enter Tobin's dialogue because he would come <laughs> to them with it. That's cool. So, I mean, it's just... And it's a cool little backstory of almost like the little movie that could, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I still like it. I still think it's really good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not one of my favorites, but I mean, it... It's it's fun. I would watch it. And same thing if people came over to be like, yeah. hey, have you seen Saul? <laughs> and even knowing the twist, like yeah. it's, it's still, still fun yeah. to rewatch yeah. it. And like you just said, with that being on in his hospital room, uh -huh. it's like, damn, dude, there's, like, there's go back breadcrumbs. Yeah. And we know that I love the breadcrumbs. Yeah. I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, I am a little biased because literally anytime James Wan and Lee Wan work together, I'm like, all right, I'm there. No, it's magic. It's fantastic. <laughs> but this movie is special to me. I think that it changed the temperature of horror at the time. Mm -hmm. And it not only launched the careers of two of my favorite people in horror, but it's a damn good movie on its it own. It really is. And the story's great. Yes. the And of course, like we said, the backstory of this little film that could, mm -hmm. this small budget that explodes into this multi-film franchise. Yeah. It's inspiring as hell. Yeah, it you really know? is. Inventive as well. And I'm a sucker for high concept, like small scale yeah. horror movies. They are in one room for the most part. Yeah. yeah. You know? <sighs> I love this movie. <laughs> but I guess that brings us to ratings. And I will go first. Not to rehash everything that we've already said. I feel like this film is very inventive. Mm -hmm. It's very smart. And I'm sorry, dude, but for this being Lee Winnell's first feature film, he does a damn good job in yeah. the role. And James Wan showed us a taste of everything that he would go on to be mm -hmm. capable of. I think that the plot works. I'm always taken aback by how much is with the police, though. Yeah. It's very surprising. You but I think that it works, and you have this horror film. You have this mystery. You have a... It's it's kind of a whodunit, a little bit. No, it is. And then you have the crime. It's just... I think it's, it's a great little film. The story of it only enriches it as far as where it came from and what it became. Mm-hmm. So, again, not to rehash everything, but just to say that I do love this film a lot. Out of 10 blood-dipped cigarettes, <laughs> I am going to give Saw 8.5 out of 10 blood-dipped cigarettes. I love this movie. Everyone should watch it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I will now open the floor to you. All right. I um, Like I said, it's not my favorite movie, but I didn't hate it. Mm -hmm. I, I do have problems with it but i mean not like gigantic problems right. but like how him at the end it was it was a 
good reveal, but then it was like, like you said, how did you stay there without moving for eight hours? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, come on, man. And then you want me to believe that Grandpa is Assassin's Creed, and then he's setting up all these <laughs> traps, and he's doing this, and he's he's chasing people around, and, and he's sick. He's That's already true. said he's sick. And then what for me, like, what kind of sucked was I feel like, what's his name, Zep? Uh-huh. Right, right. I feel like when he first said that about Jigsaw, when he was just a patient, when dude was being a dick to him, mm-hmm. when he was like, his name's John and he's interesting. It was like, oh, now you're just telling me who the fuck he is. But although, although I, at the time when I was watching the film, knowing that Zep said that in the hospital and then it being revealed as Zep in Dr. Gordon's apartment, I was like, oh, Zep's Jigsaw. Yeah. You know, you know and so I was that's, like, that's maybe he true. chose Dr. Gordon because he's like, dude, fuck this guy. You he don't even look at his patients. Right. Yeah. See, when he said it to me, it was like, oh, what do you want us to like him now or something? You want, He's an interesting guy. You should get to know. I don't give a shit. He's well, a, you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had the same thing at the same time. As Lawrence? As, yeah, as Lawrence. You're like, our organizers are right? fucking annoying. So. Right? <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, but... <laughs> It's it's not it's not a bad movie and I would watch it and I do and see like that's cool I didn't notice him having the pin light in his hand right or yeah, him sketching the thing like that's I really, I didn't really cool. notice any of that um, but that's what's good about the movie is you catch all the little things even after you've seen it mm-hmm. and it is a good movie um, like I said it's not one of my favorites the sequels I'm sure you know we're gonna cover that later yeah. um, but for me. I'm going to give Saw six blood-dipped cigarettes out of ten. Like I said, it's not the best for me, but mm-hmm. it's not the worst. And I would watch it again. You know, I will. I would watch it. And if, you know, next week she's like, hey, you know what? You just want to watch Saw? I'm sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fuck it. Put it on, you know? <laughs> Nay. Hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, we've already gone over how honestly what an inspiration this film is Mm -hmm. and i feel like the small budget shows in some places they were able to do so much with so little yes and that really you have to give credit for that and for originality because at Mm -hmm. this point i mean how many movies that came after were pretty clearly influenced by this you know what i mean every studio was trying to do their song yeah yeah you know (laughs) So with all that, on a scale from one to ten blood-dipped cigarettes, I'm going to give Saw 7.5 blood-dipped cigarettes. It's, I mean, it's a really good movie. It mm-hmm. is, it is. But I, and I've been telling you, I still don't think Danny Glover should have been in this movie. <laughs> why not? I don't know. He, he just, has an issue with that casting. I, I don't know I why. I just feel like some of his parts were like over the top and, and then... It was just like, Danny Glover, what the fuck? It's like, what are you doing here, dude? It's it, funny because I always forget that he was in yeah. this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're like, like, Danny what? Glover? Yeah, it's like, It's interesting. But we will eventually get to the sequels as mm-hmm. time goes on. One thing that I am very interested in is next year is when Spiral comes out. Yes. Which is from the book of Saw, they say, starring with a story also by Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah. Directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman. Who directed a few of the Saw films? I so mean, I'm, 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 I'm in. down. Chris also, Rock is doing big things. He's doing Fargo yes, this year. So I am, I'm, I'm down. Very on board. Well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Saw, and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Travis MWH at Blood and Smoke 
and at RealStreeter84. Remember, there's always something to be grateful for in your life. Cherish it now before it's too late. Until next time. Thank you.